Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the human side of learning and talent technologies. I am your host, Bennett Jensen, and today I'll be moderating some fun and fast-paced conversations about what we are seeing in the world of learning and talent technology. Our goal is to help you navigate trends and engage, manage, and continue to develop your people. With me today, as always, I have Chris Bond, CEO of Blue Water, and Tiffany Faulkner, the VP of Global Service Delivery at Blue Water. Today, we're going to talk about employee engagement, specifically strategy. What is a strategy? Where do I find a strategy? How do I implement a strategy to increase and continue to develop my employee engagement across my organization? So first question to you, Chris, why do I even need a strategy? What's the purpose? Well, good morning, Bennett. That is the number one question around employee engagement that I think a lot of CEOs and organizations are looking at right now is, why do I need an employee engagement strategy? Do I even need one? Uh, And I think the answer is absolutely yes, because the absence of engaged employees is, is critical, right? I mean, if you don't have engaged employees, then you're not going to have productive employees. In this virtual COVID world, which some may stick around for years to come, if you're not engaging with employees, then you're not going to have the opportunity, the ability to actually grow uh, inside your business. It's not as easy as just let's go one, two, three, recruit somebody, onboard them. Now they're going to do a phenomenal job. We have to take it to a different position now that really requires this level of engagement with individuals on a personal level that's going to be transformative to the business. Um, Humans aren't robots, and I think that we know that if we're going to get the best out of people, that we have to engage them as people and to drive that forward. So why do you need a strategy? Because engaged employees are going to help your business be phenomenally successful going forward and to be able to solve the business problems that your organization was built to do in the very first place. Got it. So a follow-up question to that, Ben, you know, we're obviously you mentioned we're, we're, you know, in a changing world. COVID has, has changed a lot of things in personal lives and business and everything in between. We talked about last week, um, the idea of uh, just employee engagement at the people level. Um, and we talked about some things that have been going on. We also talked about how the, there, there's a lot of people without you know, changing jobs because employee engagement is not there, right? Mm-hmm. Luckily, where we're at, you know, in, our, in our business, we were able to work completely virtually, 100% virtually, and, and still continue to you know, move things forward. Some organizations can't do that. Some organizations cannot have their workforce be 100% virtual, or some can't even have 1% be virtual. So with this, is strategy changing? Are people kind of having to completely throw out their current strategy and completely rewrite their strategy or adjust it? Or what are you seeing in, in kind of the trends there as far as can a, can a strategy in 2019 still work for 2020 and beyond? Or are things having to be completely rebuilt? That's a great question. I think one of the first things that that I've seen is most organizations did not have an effective employee engagement strategy in 2019. They kind of had an engagement strategy, but they really didn't look at it holistically across the organization. I think 2020 has begun to shift that and require it because now we see the C-suite is actually paying attention and recognizing, hey, I've got to engage employees. 
I need to get employees to a position to understand what great looks like inside my organization. And if I haven't modeled or dealt with that prior to uh, 2020, I'm being forced into that position just because of the changes in, in the dynamics. If you had an effective 2019 strategy, you can absolutely adapt it for 2020. But I'm just going to say right now, 80 to 85% of the businesses out there did not have an employee engagement strategy that really looked holistically at how we're going to engage um, all employees in the business. They had a strategy that says how we're going to engage 25% in the business, but not 100% in terms of what that looks like. So I, I think that the shift that we're going to see now looking into 2021 is that this becomes a top priority inside the organization and there's a real gap on how do I build this strategy. There's not a lot of history that's out there that shows that there's a successful employee engagement strategies, but I think it's going to get back to one thing. Why do we want to have that employee engagement strategy? It's about engaging employees for the future of our business. For the employee, it's because the employee wants to know what great looks like inside the business and how can I get there? How can I make this a career? One thing, um, kind of where the focus was in 2019 and where I think that we're going to see a big shift is employee engagement has been this kind of hot new term in the world of learning and talent development. Um, so therefore, naturally kind of starts with the HR people department. I think what we're going to see in 2020 is is organizations who understand how critical it is to engage their employees in, in 2021, and we're going to see more input from the business. So then it's not just this HR people-driven uh, initiative, but really a business uh, initiative that's being driven holistically from and with buy-in from stakeholders. Yeah, I think one of the things that we saw um, in 2019 with employee engagement it was all about the survey, right? Mm. I mean, we even see the learning and talent technology vendors. Hey, we've got great capabilities for employee engagement. What do you got? I got a fancy survey. Mm -hmm. I got a fancy survey that's gonna do some data analytics and some neat stuff. But the reality is a survey is an engagement. A survey is finding out information and getting data. It's a tool. But it's a tool mm -hmm. to be able to enable maybe some future stuff, but it's not a way to be able to go engage people. Um, and so I, I think that there's, there's an element now that, that we've become um, very uh, open and aware in 2020 mm -hmm. about how much people need other people and how we need to be connected together. Um, I think we just take a story from, from when we locked down uh, you know, COVID for about two months there. Mm -hmm. um, and boy, when all of a sudden the leadership team came back in the office together, uh, it was great to see each other. There was something about that camaraderie of being together. And then we brought the, brought the full team back. It's great to see people together and in the office and communicating. And there's a level of that engagement that exists, but, but that's not the strategy, sure. that's not the answer. That's just a natural byproduct of people liking being together. So one thing to think about is, you know, for us, we came back into the office and we had that, oh, there's the thing we've been missing. This is how we engage. But um, 
a good portion of our workforce here at Blue Water, and I think with a lot of companies we see today, have always had remote employees. We've had a, a mix, if you will. And so there, there's the other piece of, and what I think came to light as part of COVID is the other mix of, yes, you can engage people in the office. We know how to do that. I mean, that's the way it's, it's always been, right? Um, what we found out and what we really, um, I think, changed is how we engage with our remote people because everybody was. So now I want to make sure that you know, the strategy doesn't become we open the offices back up, people are in, that solves the problem. Because you didn't have an engagement strategy to begin with, not necessarily Blue Water, but organizations didn't have an uh, engagement strategy to begin with. Being back in the office feels better, but still not your strategy. So it's it's being intentional and making sure that you're not just getting one group of people, that you're really looking at your whole organization and trying to find the ways. And in, in a lot of cases, as part of the strategy, you need to know that there's different ways to engage people depending on who they are, where they sit, what their role is, are they in the office, are they virtual? All of those things kind of go in. There's not I, I want to caution people, I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all, great, we printed it off the internet, this is going to solve all of our problems. It's really being aware of mm-hmm. who your employees are. Yeah, I think um, when it comes to strategy, there's you know employee engagement strategy, but just overall business strategy in general, there's so many ways, different ways people determine to do it, right? So it could be just some, some executive sitting in a room and saying, this is what we're doing, and we're going to push it through the organization. That's how it's going to be. Or on the flip side of that, I think, like we said on the surveys and diff- using different tools to gather data, gather information from the whole organization before you even start putting that together, um, you know, or a blend of those two. So, so Chris, just wanted to ask the question here then, if I am, wherever I sit in the organization, in, in HR or learning and development, uh, whether I'm an executive, uh, an administrator, uh, middle management for that group, where do where do you start? How do you even start the process of rebuilding or restarting or or building strategy for the first time ever as it relates to employee engagement? Well, I I think first you have to look inside your organization, and you have to understand where's the business problem that I need to solve internally. That that's number one. I'm going to give you. A, I got a great story. It's a story, maybe not a great story, <laughs> but one of the clients that I've worked with in the past was hiring thousands and thousands of new employees every single year. And this was, this is a pre-COVID story, but I'm going to translate it into what that means. So they're hiring thousands and thousands of employees, new employees, brand new people every single year. And what they started to find was that before the end of year one of their tenure, they were only able to retain 38% of their employees. So let's imagine, and the number was probably around 10,000 employees. So out of 10,000 brand new hires, they're only able to retain 3,800 employees. Well, what was the number one reason? They saw no future, they saw no career, they saw people over at competing companies that were already in career development programs. They were in leadership programs. There was a lot of engagement. Their managers were taking specific interest in them. And so now this organization had a very specific business problem to solve, which was we're not engaging new hires 
and therefore new hires in less than 12 months are departing the company. Now, from a cost standpoint, that's huge, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's huge because now you're talking about you got 6,200 people that are walking out the door, and it probably cost about $10,000 a person in order to be re- able to recruit them. So we're not talking about thousands of dollars, but millions of dollars. But let's go back to lost productivity and the fact that as an organization, there's no way you can sustain and survive if you're losing 62% of your new workforce. So now I got a very, very specific business problem to solve. Well, that gets exacerbated now in a virtual world because now I'm onboarding people and I'm bringing them in. And before, at least I was able to bring them into classrooms. I was able to bring them into orientation sessions. Everything now has gone virtual. So how much better is that or worse is that? Mm -hmm. Okay. I still have the same business problem, mm-hmm. regardless of whether it's in-person or virtual, is that my retention in year one should be in the high 70s to 80 percentile, not in the 30s, and so I need to go solve that. So that's piece number one is, how do I identify that specific business problem? If we try to make employee engagement huge, Okay, I'm going to go engage the entire organization, and we're going to go develop a strategy around that. I think that you're going to have less opportunity for success. What you really need to be able to do is to go identify that one key place that's the one business problem that you can say, you know what, I can see it, I'm missing it, I need to go forward and find a way to be able to use employee engagement to go solve a specific business problem. We break it down to that level, you're gonna have success. And you're gonna design a program that you can then adapt and use for other places as well. And it's just gonna make the process a whole lot simpler to work together. But that entire idea of looking at talent acquisition and onboarding, hires are still going on today, right, Tiffany? Oh, yeah. I mean, we got people that are out there, our clients that are hiring today. If you're not engaging early on, man, there's a there's a huge business opportunity or huge business loss if you don't focus on it. But go figure out what that one business problem is. Sure. So uh, speaking of strategy, I think it's easy sometimes to, not easy to build a strategy. Uh, that, that takes a lot of work and effort. But I think it's easy to say, okay, great, we have a strategy, now what? Or how do we, how do we make this actually happen? It looks good on paper, but when is it ever gonna work perfectly on you know, going from paper to your people? So Tiffany, you know, in, in your role, in, in your, you, you, in, at Blue Water, you've done a lot of different things as it relates to helping organizations implement strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's working with a small company that has have never had a strategy in, in, in implementing a learning and talent technology, or some of the largest companies in the world, uh, you and I both have, have really focused on walking that thin line between implementing a technology, but also making sure it, it aligns with the strategy that's been set forth. So tell us, tell us a story or just give us an example of what you've seen, how organizations have effectively been able to take that strategy on paper and actually make it into a real uh, living thing inside of their learning and talent technology. Sure. So um, one of the things I want to bring up is partially why I believe some um, organizations don't have strategy is it's a lot of work to get it on the paper to begin with. It's a lot of work to get the buy-in, which also is a lot of time. And so 
typically you're trying to solve a problem you already have. And so when people look at it, they're going, I don't have the timeline to do this. I've got to do something now. And so they start trying to chip away at the, at the problem one piece at a time, but haven't really put everything on the paper. And so cl- organizations where I've seen some tremendous success is where they've gone, okay, we have a problem now. Where are the couple of actions that I can take to to have an impact to that problem, but also marry that with the strategy that we're building? So it's kind of maybe uh, building the airplane while you're flying it, right? Mm-hmm. It's never what we want to do. In a perfect world, we <laughs> want to put it all down on paper and then go build the thing, but your employees are engaged right now or aren't, that your employees right now are at risk of leaving your company or not. Your employees are are trying to learn how to do their job, maybe even their new job inside of your organization. So there has to always be that focus on the people first, but always aligning it back to what is the business problem, right? Um, a lot of that, you know, kind of off subject content anytime or, or, you know, these big content banks came out and, and uh, organizations are like, yeah, we want that. We want to put more content in front of our people. And it's like, why? What are you solving with that? What is it doing for them? And if you can't answer that question, it's not really effective. So taking and understanding what it is you're trying to solve as you're putting your strategy together, and then we like to call it the uh, crawl, walk, run. So what is it that we can do now that can start making an impact? And then how do we phase into these other things? Because you can't do it all at one time. You can't wait until you have it all all put together in the perfect world together because you never know when a pandemic's going to show up mm-hmm. and, and make you start from scratch again, right? That I think that that's where a lot of companies get fatigued with trying to do this the right way. Stop trying to find the right way, the, the golden nugget, right? Start trying to make an impact on your employees and on your organization today, and let's ro- roadmap it out is what it's part of what we call it, is, is putting the roadmap together so that we can keep making that progress just one piece at a time, you know? It's been said the easiest way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. So that, to me, is where I've seen the most success from organizations. I, you know that what you're talking about there, just that entire magic bullet theory or, oh, I'm going to find one thing to solve every problem. Uh, the, oh, this, this is it. This, mm-hmm. is, this is the one thing. If I go implement this piece of technology, it's going to solve all my problems, right? Because technology is the answer to every single question. I mean, how many times have we seen that? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that we also have to put in here, this stuff is actually hard work. Sure. And one of the things that, and I know some people won't be happy with me saying this, there's a whole lot of people in our industry that are just looking for the easy button. Oh, sure. What's the easiest thing that I can do with the least resistance in order to potentially solve a problem? Mm-hmm. And guess what? It doesn't work that way. Sure. You actually have to take time looking at evaluating and looking at data to be able to make decisions. You actually have to go look in, look at putting in processes that your entire organization can consume. You actually have to go through change management in order to change the way you do things in business, not just roll out and say, okay, I'm done. There we go. Technology's out. We're fine. Um, And I think that's a big gap. So I love what you're saying about how do we find these small little things to be part of that strategy that helps us execute. Because I think that's one of the things that I look at. There's some amazing strategies out there Mm -hmm. that you actually can't execute on because the organization doesn't have the ability 
to go actually follow through. And I think that's one of the key things in setting up any strategy is, can we actually do what we just put on paper? Sure. And is there a path to be able to go get that done? So can we do it? The answer is almost always, sure, yeah, we can do it. How long, how many resources, how much effort, and how much focus are you going to have on it? And those are the key things. Um, I, I, I thought you were going to give me the it depends answer. I The best I consulting miss, answer ever. I missed my opportunity <laughs> earlier because you talked right through it. I was like, oh, oh, Bennett, the answer to that is it depends. <laughs> <laughs> Can I use my 2019 strategy or do I need to start over? It, it depends. It depends. <laughs> Um, but you know, the, the key is, is a lot of people look for easy and we all have a relationship of what we think easy is, right? I think where I've seen the big success or the clients who, who, or customers who've looked at it and said, okay, what is the activity or the action that we can take that has the lowest amount of effort, but the highest impact and kind of prioritize some of those things first. Um, Instead of starting with, oh, this is the one that's going to have the greatest impact, but it's going to take me six months to do it. Because in that six-month period of time, your employees don't feel it. Your employees don't feel what's happening for them. Puts them at that risk of going down the road where somebody's got it all together, because we all think we have it together, and and they've got those opportunities there. Yeah, I think that's – I think there's there's almost two places. There's almost no middle ground. There's, I'm going to go create a really simple, easy strategy that probably won't have a lot of business impact. I'm going to go throw that strategy out. Then there's the other people that are like, I just spent 18 months building this phenomenal employee engagement strategy. Oops, guess what? The business problem that you were trying to solve 18 months ago doesn't exist anymore. We have a and new problem. now we have a new problem, so you got to go back over there. And so now we make the strategy too big as opposed to something that we can execute on. So I think there's a couple of things that we have to focus on when we're building strategy, not only number one, what's the business problem that we're really trying to solve? Uh, I think we have to understand where are our current gaps? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard for people to be really honest with themselves, but this is one of those times where you just gotta be critical of yourself and very honest to say, hey, where are gaps in engaging employees today? Mm-hmm. And let's be really, really honest. Not, well, we'd never be able to get away with doing it a different way. No, 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 be honest. We're your gaps in that process, and I think that that's, that's critical. So if we know the business problem and we know the gaps, now we begin to head down a different path in understanding what that looks like. So uh, about the business problems is, I think this is where we see the the widest range of understanding when we work with organizations is really honing down to when we're talking about business problems, we're not talking about, well, we don't have um, all of our workforce compliant with their learning, or we don't have a technology where they can do performance reviews online. That's not the business problem. We really wanna take that and drive all the way to the business driver the goals of the organization, the outcomes or the objectives of the organization as a whole, then break that down. And I think, and Chris, maybe you have some input on this. I think that that's where sometimes the building the strategy gets off on a 
bad start um, off somewhere. Or, or it runs off. off. It runs on a tangent, and you're going like, where'd that go? Where'd how what did, go? How did we get here? Right. It's because <laughs> yeah. you, you, they didn't have alignment on what are the business drivers for the organization globally. Do you? Well, I, I think that I think you're making a really good point because we look at where where and who is in ta- has been tasked with go develop me an employee engagement strategy, and it's anywhere from HR to learning and development to the talent management department. It's somewhere there where they're going like, tell us how we ought to engage with employees, and then in a vacuum, that's created without the input of the business and what business problem you're solving. Because I know we go in all the time and we'll say, okay, let's start off and let's talk about what are your business challenges? What are your business drivers inside your organization? And we'll get what back? Oh, um, I just need to train more people. Um, I need to recruit more people successfully. Wait, that's not a business challenge. We need to remove our processes from paper and put them into a technology. Yeah, that's the business problem. No, no, no. The business problem is we need to sell more. We need to reduce margins. Uh, we're launching a new part of uh, a product or a program in a business that we need to be able to, to staff. Things are changing so rapidly with technology in our organization that we have to reskill a number of people inside the business. I mean, we're talking about big business problems here, not just my business problem is I can't get my normal job done. No, no, no. It has to be lined back up with the business. And I think there's a disconnect because there's a disconnect between HR and business leaders often uh, and oftentimes that you're really not connected back together. On the other side, we need to look at this from a standpoint that the business leaders, if somebody would come to them from learning talent HR and say, here's the value of a great employee engagement program to your business, those business leaders would buy off and fund in a heartbeat. Because I've seen it happen in different locations that with the right strategy and the right approach and the right business case, business leaders will go, man, I didn't know that could be so impactful for my business. And they'll go, they'll actually go and do that. Um, so it, it's, it's one of those things that we've got to work in uh, to this process is, is that not only do we need to build a strategy, but we ha- also have to be able to build a strategy that we can sell internally that has a real value statement to it as well. So one of the things that I'm keep thinking about as we're talking through this is, is something that our, our VP of technology, Michael, um, mentioned years ago around uh, a bit of a tagline that we use. Um, and it's, it's, so Michael said one day uh, around our kind of a tagline and around strategy is because licenses don't solve business problems. Uh, so on that tune, uh, you know, there's so many great technologies out there, um, whether it's just specifically for learning and development or integrated talent systems that are you know, helping to drive data towards performance and succession and, and really looping that back into to learning and development as well. Where, when I'm building my strategy, do I consider or, or let the technology kind of drive the way I'm, I'm building strategy? Because that's the technology I'm using. You know, that, that's the, the, the nuts and bolts. Those are the configurations I'm going to need to make to have an impact on my organization and employee engagement within those systems. 
but do I let the technology kind of help drive the, the crafting of the, the strategy or is that kind of separate to that process? That's bass backwards. Don't let oh. the technology <laughs> don't let the technology drive your strategy, but you got to know Tiffany Wright. You got to know what resources you have available in order to be able to enable the strategy. So, kind of going away from strategy and, and what we're doing here, you know, I'm going to use my husband as an example. He likes to build things often. He likes to. Uh, we have a big shop. He goes out there. He builds me things. He never builds me a table based on the tools that he has. Ever, not one time has he done that. He's come and told me he has to go buy new tools to build me the table that I want. And I think, maybe not buy it, maybe borrow it, but usually this is how he gets his Christmas gifts. Um, but the key here is the same thing with your strategy, right? Figure out what it is that you want to build, and then let's evaluate what tools you need to get there. You shouldn't ever say, well, these are the tools I've got, so here's what I can do. do yeah, agreed. Mm -hmm. I love that story. I didn't know that about your husband. Yeah, if, you, if I let him use Smart the man. tools that I have to build a table, it would be a pretty awful table. <laughs> if you ever need to build a table, he has tools okay, good, for you. Good to <laughs> so, I guess, or you can just have him build the table for you, right? <laughs> right. Because yeah, that's, that's part of the deal that I think we have to look at as well sure. is there's a lot of organizations that are out there that are, that are trying to find a way to say, hey, I got to go build this but I don't have the tools to be able to do it. So now let's begin a two to three to five year process to go put the tools in place in order to be able to achieve the objective and the technology and the tools become the key focus as opposed to solving the business problem. Now we're again bass backwards and we're in a different place. Well, we still haven't solved the problem. Now we're three years down the road we got new and different problems. We piled on problems, and now we got a lot of people saying, hey, why didn't that technology solve the business problem for us? And it gets back to the fact that we, we need to start with the business problem first. Now let's go look at our employee engagement objectives of what we're trying to do. What are our gaps? And now build a strategy with technology in mind that can help enable that as opposed to technology that's going to solve it. So I, I think that that's, that's really, really critical for us to consider. And consider that maybe you don't have the right tools. Maybe somebody else has the right tools. Maybe the tools don't exist for what you're trying to do. Well, those are all telling signs they can get you in different places because if you don't have the right tools or the right data, then it's going to be hard to solve a problem. Sure. And I know we've got... We've got you know, a dear client of ours that, that was in the process of saying, hey, we want to look at and try to understand what great looks like. And we have all these tools, we have all this technology. Guess what? We're not collecting but 20% of the data that we would need in order to be able to identify that. Sure. And, and so the key piece was, number one was to say, well, what, are our, what, it, what is it we're trying to do? Business problem. We, we want to understand what great looks like. Number two, what are our gaps? Oops, we just found out that, that you know, 70% of what we're attempting to do, we can't achieve even with the tools that we have because we have to ask different problem questions and problem statements. And then three, now let's go fix that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that process is going to work very, very continually. Don't just jump in and say, hey, I'm going to determine this is what great looks like and... 
boom, it's going to solve itself in the next two to four weeks. Sure. So the other thing about that, too, is they may have the right tools but aren't leveraging them in the right way. And that's that's something that I think is really important for organizations when they're looking through um, and putting their strategy together and starting to prioritize some things. Just because it, whatever your, your tool set is, just the way you're using it today doesn't answer the question, before you go out and say, well, let's tear it all down, buy new tools, why don't you evaluate, do your tools can they be leveraged in the way to get you the information or can they be leveraged in the way to solve the problem that you're looking for? Yeah. So, so Tiffany, if we're in a situation to where I got, I have tools that are out there, Mm -hmm. they're not being leveraged appropriately. Is it safe to say it's because I don't have a strategy that actually directs me to how to use tools? Y'all ready? I'm ready. It depends. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's twice in one podcast that we've got in the Defense <laughs> Army. Um, for, so it depends because I've seen, you're probably not wrong, majority of the time that may be the case. But where I've seen um, from some larger organizations is they've, they've started with this focus and this solving X problem over here. And they, they bought the tool, they bought the thing, they implemented the process, whatever. But then later this other... Thing came up this other problem this other initiative came up and they started looking at that as a completely separate separate um, initiative or process inside that organization when the tool was big enough and and heavy enough to solve both problems and so I think it's a combination of things it's do you have a strategy have you brought have you brought the things you're doing all the way up to those business drivers or are you solving individual problems inside the organization that don't tie back together. And then the, the next thing is really that evaluation before you move into something is really looking at, I mean, it's the same, I make my husband do this when he builds the table. It's like, hold on, you've got a shop full of tools. What do you mean you need another tool? Let's look at what you've got, right? Um, <laughs> but, but it's the same thing is you really have to evaluate what you have on the table. I think it's part of putting that strategy in place. So. It, for some companies, it's probably because they started and didn't have one. I've seen some large uh, decentralized companies where different parts of the business were able to just go out and buy technology or things to, to solve whatever the problem is they were facing. And then when you bring it up to the global level, you realize, oh, wow, we have, you know, we have 27 or 28 LMSs. Well, that's a lot of learning platforms across the organization. You're not really bringing that, all of that data back to one place in an easy way. Yeah. So there's so much confusion out there, I think, from the vendors in the market. They're like, you know what? If you have our piece of technology, it, it's going to be really simple. And let, you just want to buy our entire suite. And our entire suite is going to solve every problem for you. And then you get in and you implement. And you begin to work through that. And the suite doesn't solve the problem because there's always going to be gaps. Oh, well, let's go buy this next thing. Because this next thing can add on, and it's got this great career pathing module, and that'll begin to solve the problem. Oh, wait, that career pathing module doesn't integrate with the rest of our suite and our technology. Oh, that's okay. We're going to go run that independent, um, and we begin to look at that. Okay, well, now let's go buy another employee engagement tool, and we need to drive that forward. Oh, let's go look at a different reporting database. And I mean, now you begin to add on and add on and add on technology, and I'll just go back to the premise of 
are we just incrementally trying to solve problems? Are we actually working from a strategy point that says, hey, here's the business problem we're trying to solve. Here's what our gaps are today. And here's the resources that I have and the resources that I need in order to be able to go solve that problem. And if we begin aligning things out that way, I think it's going to make it really easy to begin to identify what that what that looks like. Um, and you know, I, I, through all of this, we have to try to make it simple as mm-hmm. we step through the process. Yep. We can't go through and try to boil the ocean because sure. you boil the ocean and you're going to get frustrated and you're never going to get there. But how do you break this down to small nuggets in order to be getting to go solve a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's all great points. I appreciate your input. I think that's a great segue, Chris, into our topic for next week's episode around technology and how employee engagement can be leveraged by using technology. Um, So thank you, everyone, again, for for tuning in to this week's episode of It Depends. I mean, uh, the human side (laughs) of learning and talent technologies. Uh, We really appreciate you being with us. And I just wanted to mention at Blue Water, we always strive to partner with our clients to care for and develop their people for the future of their business and the transformation of the world. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks. Thanks.